I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I might be a Jew on Christmas, but the Beverly Hills trailer is proof Santa is real. I already got all I want for Christmas, and that's Brandy Glanville back on my TV screen. <laughs> 
you guys. It's episode 87. Wait, we've become one because both of our taglines were Beverly Hills specific. This is true. And you got what you wanted, which is Brandy coming back. And I got what I wanted, which is the knowledge that it's only a cameo. <laughs> so there we go. Can we talk about when we started this podcast? 700 years. I thought it was a year ago and someone was like, no, it's been well over two years. I did not know. When we started it, I had this whole theory that... <laughs> Jill should come back for season 10 of mm-hmm. New York. And you were like, she'll never be back on TV. She'll never be back. Andy. Yeah, she can't. She can't survive. past and season then, four. Yeah. Um, and then the you also and you were like, the, the only way like that for Jill would never come back. And Danielle stop would never come back. And then literally the next season of Jersey, Danielle stop came back. <laughs> and then you, I didn't say I was right. And then you Just were like, I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm correct. And then you were like, um, then you said Brandy Glanville will never come back to t- um to the Housewives, and now she's going to be on as a ca- cameo or a guest. And then you said that about Jill too, and theoretically she's coming back. Although I don't know, Ramona acted like she wasn't. Ramona, hundred percent acted like she wasn't. All this to say, you guys, it's a very special <laughs> Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah episode of Andy's Girls, where Damien has brought a list of grievances, and I'm so <laughs> You guys, it's Andy's Girls. The OGs have united. Um, um, I'm very excited for this dumb, amazing um, graphic in celebration of this. So you guys have to check out our Instagram after. Um, guys, it's Andy's Girls OG of the AG, Damian Bellino, senior digital producer at VH1, light of my life, full-time job answering my text messages throughout the day. <laughs> I'm losing my mind about something Bravo-related. Um, thank you for having me. Thank um, you happy for being Hanukkah here. belated, I guess. I uh, forgot it happened. Um, Honestly, Catholics reminded me. Also, I didn't know. I'm the Merry worst Merry Christmas and thank you. Uh, winter solstice. I brought a gift for you. <gasps> <laughs> Tell our listeners what that is. You guys, Damien brought me Bedroom Candy by Candy Burris, The Giving Tree, Beautiful Sisters Collection, Island Joy. Oh, I don't put this on my cooch or anything? It's for your palm hands. I think it's like a, a All right. I love it. Damien, is this because I asked you stuff? So you guys, Damien Bellino, I don't think we actually talked about this. Damien Bellino, now the star of Good Morning America, went on GMA Day? GMA Today? GMA Day? It's hard to say what it's called. GM, GMA in the afternoon. Yeah, it's like their after show. And got to play essentially a quiz show against the light of his life, Candy Burris, and beat her at candy coated knowledge and won this enormous basket of candy coated everything bedroom candy mm-hmm. and no i dildos unfortunately and actually i actually mean that like because it's a daytime show the producer told me that he had to like tell her she couldn't because <gasps> i think she wanted to bring cosmetics like the, vibrate, the vibrators too like the little lipstick vibrator she who could gonna, forget she was gonna bring her cosmetics and then i guess they weren't ready yet and so she was like can i bring bedroom candy and they were like oh um yes but you can't bring like actual like <gasps> sex toys so then oh, she, that's unfortunate so it was all like bath like very bed bath and yeah, yeah. body works i don't know it was just like like lotion so it's not gonna sh- get you off it's shampoo. just gonna make your hair look gorgeous. i got a, there was a candle in the basket that came with a spoon for like <laughs> drizzling on someone did you tell her to mail you a vibrator or something no i should have her? i didn't even think of it did you get don juan's email address because he is the he was there i did not talk to him i think i like smiled well guys you have to check out the video damien tweeted it it's available on everything including i'm sure youtube yeah, right? it's on all. It's all on streaming it's on, platforms. So you guys need to check it out and then um, tweet him a mazel. Damien, I actually did also get you a little <gasps> present. <laughs> 
Which another time I'll tell you about why I guess when you wore the sweatshirt. Guys, we're doing a lot of stuff that you can't actually <laughs> see because this is an audio podcast. And I am in pajamas and it is six o'clock at night on a Friday. Happy hold holidays. On, I'm struggling. Hold on. He's oh. trying to hold his microphone as he opens a bag. A gorgeous bag. It is beautiful. Shout out to Amazon. They like send you these weird gift bags instead of boxes, I guess, for the environment or because the shipping cost is less. Who knows? Okay, I'm helping him. Oh, my God. What did you get, Damien? Oh, (gasps) (laughs) it's reading material. It is life on the Ramona coaster. Oh, she is terrifying in this photo. Her eyes are just, is this, when was this published? I feel like. Is it new? She looks like the same but i remember when she was like trying to figure out her titles and i think it was like bethany was giving her suggestions she got really angry at bethany yeah yeah. so it was like like at least two years ago maybe Maybe but not that long ago she looks different 2015 okay so almost four years ago she looks great i'm like really excited to read this because i hate remote i think she might be the person i hate the most on new york housewives and also on all franchises it's interesting. Let's come back to that. But um, thank you so much for this. And you really need to think about um, who the worst housewife is. I wanted to give you a gift that I thought you would actually read. Like I was going to do Teresa, this. but then I was like, no, no you know, you, I would burn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I also like who wrote that book. Teresa never wrote anything. Yeah. Who wrote this book? I mean, what it, does it say as told to? Oh, wait, I want to read her dedication. This book is dedicated to my daughter, Avery. I'm truly blessed. Oh, this isn't interesting. My mother gave birth to me. You've been supportive. Blah, blah, blah. The love I love. Okay, great. She likes her kid. Great. A- Mazel. Um, Avery probably wrote it. Avery probably did. I feel like Avery is smart. I mean, all things considered. All things considered, maybe. I mean, who knows? She could be brilliant. I have no idea. I'm super excited for the, um, I know you're not watching Jersey, right? Yeah, I watched like the first episode, but I have like I've been putting it on and then like not and then like literally leaving the room. Yeah, it's it's that good. Um, the but little people think it's very good, so that's why I don't want to like totally give up on it. The sneak peek of the rest of the season is um, fucking Melania is now a rapper, so she does a performance and Fetty Wap surprises her or something. Oh. She's like trying yeah, to be like some a level real... of legitimacy, I suppose. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the children of housewives embarking on their own entertainment careers. I'm like, waiting for the first child of a housewife to become housewife. Well, we all thought it would be Brianna, but no she doesn't more. Want to go to, she doesn't want to be at odds with her actual mother in like reality TV setting. I don't even think it's that. I think Ryan is like absolutely not. We yeah. are moving to like the fucking country, which I think is probably for the best for, in order for them to maintain a relationship with Vicky. I guess. I mean, who even cares? Oh, I about might Vicky? hate Vicky more than Ramona. It's hard to say. Yeah. Who is your? Who do you think is the most despicable housewife? This ho- is our the 2018 whole, theme. The holy episode. trinity of terribleness is Vicky, Teresa, and Ramona. I think. But I'd also put Danielle Staub there. Thank you. Margaret Joseph. Yeah? Yeah, I just don't like her. I find her to be a little piece of trash. Um, mm. <laughs> um, I could see that. Who else? I think that there's probably someone from Beverly. I mean, I also dislike other housewives for different reasons, but I think that they're like something. Like, I don't like Kyle or Lisa <sighs> Vanderpump, but like they're not. I would never put them as like the worst. I totally think I agree with your... Um, Axis of evil. Yep, I'm super into it. And question for you. So the Beverly Hills trailer launched yesterday. Although it feels like a year ago because I've watched it 40 to 60 times in the last 24 hours. What... I, I had thoughts on all of it, including, holy shit, this whole LVP leaving because of leaking stuff to Radar is going to be... It seems like production... Huge. ...decided... 
something changed, right? I think that they, uh, listen, I thought I gasped. I was screaming during the trailer. I was texting you dying. I think it's amazing. I'm also super nervous that it's going to be not a great season and that it's going to be focused on the behind the scenes of like the LVP leaking stuff. And while I love her bringing like iMessage receipts. I hate it actually. I actually hate that more than anything. No one wants you to read text messages. Like, I, right. It, and Andy like says that too. He's like, don't bring printouts to reunions. Nobody, it's not, it's not interesting on it's TV. It's so anticlimactic. I'm nervous that that's going to be the full season. And I'm nervous that the reason that Brandy is back and that Kim makes a cameo is because they're coming up with nothing from filming. Mm. And they were like, Brandy, we need you. Go to dinner with Denise and say something shady. And we can use that for like two episodes. Like that, the Brandy being back isn't a great sign to me that it's going to be a great season and also the bravo editors are sometimes really fucking good about splicing together stuff and the trailer was really late and so i'm i'm just i'm just want to say out loud the season got i my understanding it got delayed but usually i think it already starts and i think that everything got pushed um, so that makes me th- think that like they needed more time. And a listener reached out to me to say something about he thought it got pushed because of the Camille fire that they wanted that to be uh, a part of the season, which makes sense, but also again makes me feel but then really they, nervous. They didn't even promote her to being a full time housewife. I know. So and it that's seems like weird. she has a lot getting going on between her marriage, her wedding, and that, and also like her weird like her defending Kavanaugh. Like she had the most some of the most interesting like life stuff happen in that ep- in the trailer. Yeah, and yet, why is, is she a is she a real friend of or yeah, is she? Yeah, she is because there was like there's like new photos of her in the people spread or the whatever whoever launched the trailer whatever outlet that was whether yeah it was, people um yeah there's like new photos of each woman and she's one of them she's like officially a friend of guys I don't know I I just think the trailer that's interesting was what you said about Brandy but... and Kim I think is actually a really interesting point. However, I will say that I think that people like get excited all the time by cameos of of old housewives just yeah. because it makes you think that like it like it just adds this level of like believability that this universe yeah. like that they're all friends so i think that the more the show the longer the shows have been on is why they've been bringing people back on whether it's as guests or cameos or like back into the fold just because i think that they see that viewers respond to that so i hear you and i do recognize that there is concern for that I think that they the show knows that some of the richest stuff they get from Beverly Hills is always going to be about Kim and Kyle and like Kim and like Ugh. I'm sorry Kyle and her relationship with her family is yeah. is the most interesting part of Kyle aside from her money and so I think that like and you know I live for Kathy I want her to be a housewife it will never happen or, but again maybe that's a sign that it will in two or three years me saying it's not going <laughs> to make it you happen you know or like if they brought if they got Paris or Nicole or Nikki to be a housewife and then like you get kind of like by proxy Kathy okay I know I have a hundred percent failure rate with getting this stuff right but I genuinely don't think Nikki, I, would, Nikki do would never do it because, because of her family because of the Rothschild into. thing although I mean who knows again I think Paris could maybe do it. Yeah, I wonder if she's... I mean, I don't know. Brandy's pretty notorious at this point, too, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just... The Kavanaugh thing was really interesting. I, um... Lisa Rinna, who... She's our she's our feminist <laughs> icon. <laughs> she's our, our Lala to pull from Vanderpump Rules. Um, but, yeah, interesting point about Brandy. I mean, you know I live for Brandy, and I think I just love her because she's, like... She's great television, and I think she's really funny, and I don't... 
and I think that she like gets weirdly vilified by people who were like fine with like Lisa Vanderpump being a totally terrible person but like being behind camera I just rolled my eyes I know I mean I yeah I think it's I think it's like it's just like it's people being fine with the way some people being evil and awful a package is different I think that there are different ways to be awful Lisa Vanderpump's awful is all geared toward maintaining her until recently starring role on the show and making sure she was the alpha and Brandy has more in common with Daniel Staub where there's like no bottom or she will attack someone personally in a way that is just indefensible yeah but like Lisa Vanderpump has done that too just by not she just doesn't have her hands dirty she just makes other people do things like Brandy Glanville like she used Brandy until it wasn't to at her to her advantage anymore I think Brandy is so like Daniel Staub I'm just gonna keep bringing them together I just think that I don't she's think that so they're the toxic. same because Daniel Staub like tried to is like violent. tried to be violent and I think Brandy like gets like drunk and sloppy and she like, did slap pizza she did hit she did slap who did she slap LVP she, like, or Eileen slapped Lisa it? Vanderpump and again it was one of these things where people were like you slapped LVP and it was like they, like LVP was like laughing it was like don't do that and, and people she were like threw she threw wine on someone's blowout that's fine people throw drinks on people all the time on television again I just think it's just too it's a it's a just not a great look I don't think Brandy is a great look I think she's very desperate and um yeah I think desperate people do the best things on the sh- on the t- on the show yeah I- but I also feel like the show is in some ways a little escapist and not to say that you want to like people case in point Ramona Singer but I I think that what Brandy does brings the show to such a grinding halt because these women are supposed to pretend to be friends or frenemies until they're arch enemies and you can't do that with Brandy because she cuts so low and so deep that it's like you can't pretend to get over that stuff versus LVP being super passive aggressive. I don't want to. I mean, we don't need to belabor. The we point. don't need to belabor this. I have always I will stand Brandy like Shannon Madore is a pretty terrible and, <gasps> with Vicky and Tamara and they fit and they forgave Tamara. I mean, they fair, they all forgave each other, but they forgave Vicky. To stay on the television show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, everybody... You mean Vicky ev- was terrible. Vicky was terrible. Shannon I mean, also... Yeah, I mean, also, yes, they all three of them are terrible, but Vicky is the worst one of the three, and they all forgave each other for the purpose of the television show. And then Tamara told Shannon that she was manipulative like her abusive ex-husband on television this mm. season. So, like, again, everyone cuts below the belt, and I think that the way it is packaged, I think that it's... Not saying you're classist, but I think people have issue with Brandy because she, like, doesn't have money and she doesn't, like... No, she's definitely trashy. There's no one of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that that's also why people have issue with it. Same with Daniel Staub. Like, it's different when Lisa Vanderpump is, like... Because she wouldn't be trashy, but she would bring on the drunk ex-wife of Eddie Cibrian to, like, be a trash box and, like, everyone be fine with it because it's, like, LVP's trashy friend and who she's, like, oh, you're not an asset to me anymore. Goodbye. You're not my friend. And she gets fired from the show. So, like... I think that it's all like it's all different. It's the way the approach and I'm always into I'm always going to support the person who's like not doesn't have money who is needs the check and is going to make stuff happen. I also think that Brandy being as awful as she is wouldn't be as magnified if she was on a show like Jersey or Atlanta where you're dealing with less in when it comes to like wealth and class where it's more about family and interpersonal relationships. I think you can get away with being 
more of a garbage person. Does that make any sense? I mean, am I burying a hole for myself and covering I'm it in saying, Christmas I don't glitter? think you're burying a hole. I just don't think I buy it because I think that like last season of Beverly Hills was boring and they just showed off their wealth. Like that's not the show I want to watch. I understand that like some people just like to see things, but like Bob- Kyle is boring and like her money is not interesting to me. Like, I would rather you can watch those shows that are about like. You can watch them on like HGTV. Like I don't. Wealth is only goes so far for me to be able to be invested as a housewife fan. The Kyle thing is interesting because I was like, God, do I hate Kyle? I couldn't remember. But then I was watching. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember. And then I'm watching the trailer, and I was like, Oh, you know what? I kind of miss her. I mean, she operates at a very specific. I like think I like her now. She, I, I don't know. She's always sort of like attached to people. So whether it's her sister. Or her sisters, like the drama that's like off camera or LVP. It's like she's always been connected to people. And this trailer presents it as if she is bucking against that by, I don't answer. I don't, What does she say? Like, I don't have I the don't answers remember. to LVP's behavior. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looked interesting. I think it's going to be interesting with St. Camille being back because part of the reason that we've been referring to her as a saint is obviously for the stuff that she did with um, Taylor and Russell, but also because she hasn't really been on camera in a role where she's had to like put anything at, where there's been nothing at stake. So we can pretend to idolize her and be like, oh my God, she's the best. Oh, look at her gyrating. Oh, look at her dancing. Oh, look at her showing up looking amazing. And now it's like, oh, she's going to get more camera time. And what that means is like there's more risk involved for Yeah, that's her. a great point too. Thanks, Daniel. No, I mean, it really, I just think it's fast. That's fascinating that, like, because she will have more time theoretically. Like, last season, she even had a little bit more because she had that conflict with Dorit, but it was like, the so sh- dumb. The season was so boring that, like, it was such, it was like, this is actually not real. Like, Camille was, I mean, um, what's her name? Was dr- Dorit was not being annoying and yeah. super drunk, but, like, it wasn't that worst. And I love the fact that they brought up Kavanaugh, which I find really interesting because I had a little moment on my social this week on my Insta when I posted a poll um, because someone guys shout out to all the um, Andy's Girls listeners who have correctly um, rated five stars on iTunes, which, by the way, just so you know, that is the only way to really advertise the show to potential listeners. So when you are rating the show, you're essentially saying, come join us. Come join the AG community. When you decide to use your review to make a personal statement that you think I don't like Bethany enough, which is what some person, one person wrote, and they said they gave the show one star because <gasps> they said you called yourself a Bethany fan and you're not. And I was How, like, cool. Was that a recent review no I think it was when I like started to turn which is entirely your fault um so uh so someone posted and they were like listen love the show but stop talking about politics because I watch these shows to escape and Fuck I'm you if you're a Republican don't listen to this podcast can I say that on your podcast sure I mean <laughs> unsubscribe goodbye <laughs> That's really going to help. I don't think it's necessarily just (laughs) Republicans. I think that having that kind of blind privilege where you feel Sarah's going to learn to edit, guys, after this episode. (laughs) I think that there's a a kind of privilege one can have when they've decided that they don't need to care about women's rights, gay rights, intersectionality, um, the deep conflict our country terrible history we have with race I think that's really interesting to be like don't talk about any of these things because I want to escape meanwhile the reason that we actually started Andy's Girls is because Damien not to speak for you but watch me do it um because Damien and I 
both are obsessed with the housewives, but also when we talk about these women, it's not just through an escapist lens. I actually think it's sort of the opposite, that it's really kind of like a psychology 101. And we want to understand. You are Margaret meeting. (laughs) We are. And we want to understand where these women are in their lives and relationships with each other. And also how the environment, not like the trees, but like how the environment and, and world is affecting people. Just like when the bubble burst in OC and you started to see women who were pretending how they had all this wealth, but it was actually just one or six large mega mansions when you're getting eviction notices served um, that your children are getting through um, a door on OC. I mean, I think that's really kind of fascinating. So my response to that iTunes listener is, I'm not going to stop talking about politics because to not talk about politics is to start to say what areas of the world do you get the power to willfully ignore? And I think that a huge part of this show is kind of is just talking. It's talking about how current events are influencing production. It's talking about, you know, it's talking about what these women think and how they feel on and off camera. I think that's really interesting. And also shut the fuck up and send me a DM. And so we can have an actual conversation. Don't put these weird passive aggressive messages on a rating system because it's like really shitty when you think about it's it as like, a business model. It's like when you it's order the shittiest thing you can do. It's like when you order something from a seller on um, Amazon, but you ordering it from a person who's selling it. But Amazon's shipping it, and then Amazon messes up something right. with the shipping. But you rate it like one star, which I almost did the other day. And then I realized, oh, like it wasn't it wasn't purchased. that person's fault. It was purchased from someone else. Amazon shipping it, and it was Schmidt's, my natural deodorant, which I love. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they fucked up. And I was like, I'm gonna give this one fucking star. And then I was like, oh wait, no, they were. It was from Schmidt's, but Amazon is shipping, so it's not really Schmidt's fault. Um, it's Amazon's fault. So you're basically like rating a star for a free podcast. So like, I just know. like sent a message, or like if you. Just dislike it so much. Just unsubscribe. Goodbye. I honestly, and you know what? I had a lot of listeners reach out. One of whom said, and guys, then we're going to get into fun holiday stuff. I swear to God. Um, One person said, I don't agree with this review at all. The person that actually reviewed it and was like, the title of their review is Please Stop. Um, they're a big fan. Um, I And this person said in response, I had such a hard time initially after fall 2016 watching because so many of the housewives voted for Trump. I love the shows, but I'm very much watching with my political lens. And I want that in the podcast I listen to, too. I find these shows comforting and help me forget about the nightmare we're living through, but they also don't exist in a vacuum. P.S. Like this listener is like much more eloquent than I they're am. They're so, so much smarter out. than us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, it's Margaret Mead. <laughs> yeah. So I need that balance in my own viewing in the podcast I listen to. You absolutely nail this. I I've been so bothered by the 80s themed AIDS fundraiser on Dallas. Did they do? Oh, yeah, they did. And the 80s themed pride on Vanderpump Rules. So I really appreciate that you've acknowledged it. Keep doing what you're doing. So listen, I love when you guys actually send me stuff and continue to message me and give me feedback because I do want, you know, we're two years in, but we're also like in you know, by a day. So I want to continue learning and, and tweaking, but also I'm not going to ignore stuff because I don't think I'm in a position where I can mute a part of myself for the benefit of someone who wants me to ignore them in being 
willfully ignorant. I think that you can be a conservative and listen to the show. And I think that you can be a progressive and listen to the show. I don't think it really matters who you voted for. I think it matters if you're willing to understand a different person's perspective. And the second that you lose that, it's like game over. That's why I love when you and I get into screaming matches about like Bethany versus Carol and stuff. And that's taught me a lot about how I view these women. And I think that's the same thing when you talk about politics. At the end of the day, it's here's my opinion and why. When you start ignoring that, it's like, what is the point of even having a dialogue? Does that make any sense? Yeah, of course. I don't know. What were you going to say? That I so hope stupid. that I bring you to the dark side where you support Brandy at this time. It's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we interviewed her and like a second before the interview, I was like, I hate this stupid bitch. And then we talked to her and I was like, oh, she was really sweet. She, oh my God, I forgot we interviewed her. She was lovely. She was so sweet and I was so oh, uncomfortable. Also, she was our first housewife interview. She's was she? the best. Yeah, because she has and a podcast was and she second. was like, I know how hard it is to book talent. And like, yeah, she was super sweet. Yeah, she was actually great. Fuck. Yeah, now I remember that. I just think, just back to Brandy, I just don't, I just don't know, but I'm okay with her cameo. I'm more okay with it than Kim Richards because I think that Brandy is more of a human than Kim. I'm, I'm more into that. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think she's back in any capacity other than like a wink and a smile. What is Denise's like f- pretend connection to the women? Lisa Rinner, she, Lisa Rinner, she, from like acting, but like, does she fake know the Richard sisters similarly because of acting? Probably. And then Brandy because of Eddie. Like I'm just making up the connection. Oh, is that what it is? I, I mean, thought I'm maybe tra- model. Was Denise Richards ever a model? I don't know. Maybe like a Charlie Sheen. I wonder if he's going to be on. That I would wonder. be really sad. Yeah, it would be. I don't know. I mean, it's giving us a lot. We had she two wasn't weddings. in the trailer that much. Um, Denise, no, no, and also like, do Lisa Rinna and Erica Girardi have anything going on? Because they were like, they were all in it, and like the like. I feel like some people we saw like their things, which was like Lisa Vanderpump and Dorit's like stuff, and we saw um, Camille's like stuff. But I feel like some people like Erica just popped in to be like, it's not friendship, it's bullshit, and then like disappeared <laughs> in the trailer. I don't how big of yeah it's a good question i don't know how big a factor erica is i feel like now she has um being erica jane 24 7 but i don't know how that will affect her having like a real substantial Remember there were meaty rumors role. That she and tom were getting a divorce and i feel like even if that's true it'll like never be on the show just because I feel like she is so... Somebody told me something about that, but I can't remember it what it was. It was in something, you know, like one of the fake places that covers like every housewife news. It was like, what's the one that you like to send me sometimes? Was it Radar? Radar? It was maybe there. Radar's like the, is the trashiest yeah, of all I think them. it was so Radar. obviously I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it was Radar. And I think that they People said that, the she was, that she was, that they were like going through something. Like they were like low key separated. But then I think it was, was maybe before last season. And I think that then he wasn't on, but, and she never talked about him. Remember? And then she was like, he didn't read my book. And I was like, what is the deal? I forgot how weird she was last season. Yeah. She was super cagey and strange. Yeah, she was it like, was not last season was a horrible season for Beverly Hills. What was a good season? Of should Beverly we, Hills? No, just like, what was a good season? Should we rank our, se- uh, like, should we get into our holiday? Yes, you guys, this is a, we're just going to keep, this is what I said to Jamie, <laughs> and I said, we're calling this a holiday special, which means we just say holiday special over and over and over. 
This is the oh, holiday special. God. This is a holiday special. Um, so we, I, we thought to ourselves, let's, um, let's rank the year because a listener reached out to us Shout in out August. To Trent. Shout out to Trent who tweeted us. And guys, when you tweet us, we remember things months later. We're that fucking good. Trent tweeted us in August and was like, hey, you should do an end of the year special where you rank the franchises um, that have aired in 2018 that have like fully aired in 2018 and we were like yeah Trent months later we're gonna do that and here we are about it to do it Trent give us five stars <laughs> and rate review all lives matter I'm just kidding um okay so do you want to start by ranking the franchises this year now Trent had like all the numbers of the seasons I am so bad at that stuff. I never actually pay attention to what number it is. The only reason I know the numbers from New York is because I've watched but New are York we, are we doing so many seasons? times. So this is a good question and a question for the listeners. Are we doing the seasons that were completed in this year? Because Atlanta and Dallas haven't are, are like started new seasons, but they're going to bleed into 2019. So Dallas we, is done. I'm sorry. Atlanta and New Jersey. Correct. That's the one I don't watch. <clears throat> I watched last season. So the, like those seasons. So, la- yeah. Let's do last season. So Trent, um, this is a text from, this is the text. Oh so my God, I'm dying. This is the tweet from Trent. Do a year-end podcast dedicated to ranking the housewife seasons that finished in 2018. Uh, Jersey season eight, Atlanta season 10, Beverly Hills eight, New York 10, Potomac three, yeah. OC 13, Dallas three. And Dallas was just three. Yeah. That's and then right. New Jersey, what was that one? Eight. But again, I don't remember the numbers. Okay. Because so I'm a moron. Okay, let's do it. So let's do it. So I thought a little bit about it, but I don't know that this is right. My, I don't think my order is right. Are you going to rank all of them or are you going to go one by one? I think we go one by one. What? Do we going to see if we're going to match up? I yeah, think we're going to have that. the same one for number one. I one, don't think. Two. No, I don't think I did this right. Oh. Wait, which, what happened on last season of New Jersey? I don't know. The cake, Siggy, Margaret oh, Joseph joined the show. Fine. Okay. So the absolute worst of all of those options on the count of three. One, two, three. New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> okay. Who, Second. Okay. Do, do, since, since we have the same one, did you have like a person you thought was the most valuable player or a thing? Oh, the most valuable player of last season, I guess, is whomever is helping Sigalee with her <laughs> mental health support because they did such a shitty job that we got to see her all fall apart. Okay, well, my MVP is kind of controversial, but I chose Siggy. That's what I said. I just said <laughs> her, her psychiatrist. Because I think that, like, I – she was really a struggle for me. Yeah, and, she's a struggle. But – I also like don't like Margaret, so I was really into her hating Margaret so much. And also, I thought that it was like watching a woman who knew that she's used to being in control of everything in her life and like her persona. And I think that she could, she knew that she took a misstep with like overreacting about the cake. And then she didn't know how to get the edit back on her side because she knew she was going to look crazy. So then she just like went in so hard. And it was like not, fu- it was like awful to watch she was awful but it was like the only storyline we had was that Siggy was having a constant meltdown I love that Siggy decided to brand herself as a relationship expert and made the choices that she made last season I think that I mean she is a real she has been she was a person I knew before the show as a relationship expert like and look at the choices she made I know it's magical okay second to worst franchise are you ready we're gonna do it on the count of three okay ready what? wait are you sure i don't know i I'm mean scared. i'm ready I feel okay, fine. we genuinely don't know what the other person's gonna say okay um ready one two three one two, two three OC. beverly hills 
Okay, what's your reason for it being garbage? Oh, it was just so terrible. This was the most recent season. I thought it was such a snooze fest. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm uh, it made me like, it made me, the person I liked the most became the person I hated the most, which was, I'm sorry, was Shannon Bedore. She had a rough time. She had a rough time, but also like season. we all have rough like things going on in our I life. Know. And she was so terrible to everybody. Emily was a real dud. I don't know how she got through the first, like, the round of casting. I don't know what they thought she was. They were running out of people in, in Orange <laughs> County. But, There's like, nobody Orange left. County is unlike the other show, um, other, because they've gone through so many women. They've had, like, probably close to 20-some women on that yeah. show. They haven't really brought people back in a way that they have. Like, they brought Lydia back. But that's really it that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think Gina Keo is doing enough in her life I mean, to and, merit and, and, and that, that might be totally fair. Just, like, I, I think Curtin something... Cox. Bring back Gretchen. Bring back Alexis. Like, bring somebody back. Gretchen's having a baby, you Maybe guys. Maybe she'll come back. Heather Dubrow. Vicky did say that she was into Heather Dubrow coming back. Vicky did say I that. I mean, the show is just... Uh, it, Vicky, and I quote, said, it'll be good for the franchise. It was like... It was me thinking also, like, about the MVP of this season. I was like, oh, this is a hard... I, I don't. Who was your MVP? For OC? Yeah. It was a tough one. It was between Kelly and Gina, but I decided Gina. I decided Gina was the one I liked the most after everything because at least she was like dynamic and interesting. I don't think she's right for OC, but I liked her. And I really, by the end of the season, I really was over. I'm always over Vicky. She's garbage. I was over Shannon. Tamara seems pretty diabolical in many yeah, ways. Yeah, there you go. And ding, ding, ding. Kelly is also diabolical and mad, but like makes me laugh in a yeah. way that like is kind of Brandy Glanville-ish where it's like sometimes I question her morals and ethics and like how the things that she said. I mean, she told somebody she was like that they were a fat cunt and the, the first time she met them. God bless her. Was it Heather or Shannon? And I that, don't that, like, Oh, at the Japanese place? Yes. Yeah, she said it to Shannon and then Heather kicked her out. <laughs> so I yeah, loved like, it. Like Heather, I mean, Kelly is like. It's ha- not my plate. She's, it's magical. She's not always the best, but I like love her. But I chose Gina as my MVP. Um, I chose Gina's casita as my MVP because I've never <laughs> heard of a casita. It's so cool. Ever. It's so made up. It's so cool. It's, and I'm still confused. Is she living in a tiny home or is it just the bedroom of someone else's house? I don't understand. It's I've like, had ample time to understand because that's her only. It's like the beach house or something. I don't care. I like Gina pretending to be Megan King Edmonds and like trying to get to the truth. But mm. Megan King Edmonds was just like more adorable. She and also just normal, felt like a more like, natural, a more natural like West Coast vibe than Gina. Gina just has such a specific East Coast vibe that like yeah, she should be on like a New Jersey or like a Long Island show or a Staten Island. I know she says she's from Long Island, but I'm getting like a hard Staten Island vibe from her. I don't think she's that hard. I just think, I think her look is a lot. I think you have, so I, okay. <laughs> you want to say I'm elitist? I wish I was. That's my goal in life. <laughs> so, um, to th- have enough so debt or ranked, money to be elitist. Beverly Hills as the. Because I just couldn't remember it. Okay. I honestly didn't remember it. Yeah. I, but I, I immediately think that you're right that OC is the second to worst. Maybe something being not genuinely terrible is worse than something being unmemorable. I think that they were like the lower three are three lowest. If you agree that Beverly Hills is in the bottom three, I think that to a certain extent, it's almost interchangeable because none of these are memorable in any way. Yeah. So do we want to do our next one? Because I think we're probably just alternating, right? Yeah. Um, our, our third from the worst franchise one, two, three. Beverly Orange Hills. County. Look how that worked out. I'm going to say for um, 
Who did you choose as your like MVP of Beverly Hills? Um, Lisa Rinna with an asterisk. Oh, and what can you tell me? Explain the asterisks. Um, someone tweeted this. I forget who. So shout out to you, special person. That Lisa Rinna showed her power last season by completely dialing it back and almost being Ooh. completely ghost-like to show that production needed to respect her and show that she actually is really important to the game and that she was like playing a long game with this. And I a hundred percent believe that that is what happened and that she was dialing it back. She didn't want to fuck up her kids modeling careers and also just wanted to see like, maybe they liked a lighter Lisa Rinna. And it's like, no, we actually want the Lisa Rinna who pops off, gets sloppy drunk and accuses people of doing Coke in, you know, their bedrooms during a dinner party while their kids are sleeping or whatever. I mean, like that's the Lisa Rinna that, I think we all appreciate and that she was showing her power by not revealing that. Interesting. Who was yours? Dorit. And again, this isn't like that. We like these people. No, 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 no. Dorit is I just like, she's to like my least favorite. Um, but Dorit is the person who moved plot last season. Like nothing would have happened if she didn't say like every, every argument that happened was because of her. What was every argument? I'm sorry. I forgot. She and um, LVP got into an argument because she like didn't like like the makeup artist for LVP's fake oh. magazine. <laughs> she and Teddy got Loved into an argument it. because she said that Teddy didn't serve drinks in champagne. Like, yeah. Love that moment. Champagne loved it. Loved it. Loved um, it. She got into an argument with Teddy about something else. I forget what, though. Um... Yeah, I'm into She got into an argument with Camille because she told Camille to like that Camille was like a slut who needed like a ball oh, gag God, or something. That was a great dinner party. Um, I think she got in a fight with like almost everybody. And I think that like she was awful and annoying. But and also it, Beverly Beach. But I re- respect that she created stuff because yeah. it was a boring season. I also like think that Teddy was boring and like not my favorite housewife, but also was the only other person who created drop like plot. So like. Like, because of her weird, like, I don't spend money like these people. And it was, like, boring, but also, like, was a different element. So, at least it was interesting dynamic-wise because she, like, then got conflict with, like, who had a conflict with Erica about Erica's period on the sheets? That was that was Teddy, right? Yeah, wasn't it? Because Teddy asked the question of why did she leave and Erica popped off because she was being a moron. And, like, I think she was just, like, heavy into that, riding that PMS wave. And was like, how dare you ask why I left and went to a hotel? It was so strange. And then they showed that footage where they were all drunk and everyone was talking about it. And, like, yeah, Kyle, too. It was, too. like, Kyle, Dorit, and Erica. It was and, so dumb. I mean, it was Kyle, Dorit, and And it was all Teddy Erica's fault. Erica. Like, it was obviously Erica's fault for not communicating that she Yeah, Erica's not always great about, like, taking a joke. In my humble opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I hope there's less of um, her glam team because it's a lot. Yeah, I think that what everyone loved about Eric, in my again, in my opinion, of course, is that what everyone loved initially about her is like her extravagance and wealth and ridiculousness. But then it was like this idea of like, I'm not friends with bitches. And like, I don't know how to like, I'm only friends with like queens and like, I don't know how to be friends with girls. And I was like, that's to me, that's not a cool woman. A woman who like t- says that they aren't friends with women isn't cool because it's like I don't I like women um and like non-binary people better than any most any man that I've ever met and I also don't need you to say that you're friends with like queens over women because like I don't need to be like a gay person to be an accessory right and Erica falls into this thing a lot where she just like thinks she's a gay icon now that's like one season on a reality show because everyone gave her so much love and now she's like I think last season was her being like a little bit less fun I honestly think her best um uh, contribution to this forthcoming season of Beverly Hills is going to be when Lisa Rinna dresses as her for Halloween. It's so, I mean, I was already it's into so it. It's so good. It's also, I like when they, sh- and then they show up somewhere in wigs together. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wears Rena wears a super short like wig, blonde and, wig, right? Yeah, and and Erica's is like magical and like glamour puss. And then they do glamour pat the puss. I'm also into her line of like it's not friendship, it's bullshit. Like it's like I'm into it. Yeah, I mean it was, I'm into it. It was quippy. Um. Okay, love it. Okay. okay, next one, number five, or I guess they should be reversed. Whatever, math is hard. Okay. Um. The next one, ready? One, one two, two, three, three. Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> So okay, so Damien, I'm so I in think, love with you. I think the Atlanta oh, season God. was was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought the reunion was excellent. So like, I think it balanced out. Like I because thought Kim. I thought like the Kim, the the downfall of Kim, and like yeah. the weird Sheree, like having a stroke and just being like Jagas, Jagas, <laughs> like Spring all of, all of that <laughs> stuff was so absurd and like yeah. memorable that like it kind of canceled out the boring season mm-hmm. but the season was kind of just fine I, I had higher expectations with the return of all the like it was Kim Kim Nini and Sheree and Lisa Wu at that op- at that party and I was like oh my god the OGs and then mm-hmm. Candy was there and sit 50 cent and it was a lot of people who I was like excited for the season and then I felt like it was just okay um I can't really remember a lot that happened aside yeah, from the reunion they went to Barcelona mm-hmm. um that happened. That's it, guys. Kenya had a domestic violence. Oh, Kenya's husband. She had a domestic she... violence PSA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She that got was married. Sweet. She got married off camera. But I can't remember, like, can't really tell you, like, the most memorable moment to me outside of the reunion. She lost her mind doing hurricane recovery when she was, like, a complete dick to people. Oh, right. She got in a fight with, like, production. And, mm-hmm. then... and then Portia was, like, startled. Portia looking startled in that bathroom and wherever the fuck they were. I think Texas was magical that was actually a great moment i should be like what the fuck is happening who is your mvp from atlanta last season okay it's a tricky one that um, go ahead well i so this is where i fucked up because i did the mvp of atlanta i did from this season um last season the mvp <laughs> last season the mvp would be i guess kim zolciak because of the wasn't the elephant room last season yeah and um, I thought she was horrible. Ew. No, I'm saying she was awful. And so everyone could unite against her. And I think that's really important. That was if a you turning have point, maybe. a villain who's so toxic and evil and awful that all of the women, especially the women in Atlanta, which are such complicated, fraught, layered relationships, that they all look at her and sh- they're all like, you are trash um, personified. I think that's really important. So I give her the MVP award for being as corrupt you know the corrupt Kim Zolciak I think what's interesting I think that I think if I was doing this season of Atlanta which I feel like I hope that there's a lot more to come because it's only like God is such a sleeper it's been a very slow burn so so far but the um of the first four or five episodes I feel like Nini and Portia have given me so much like Mm. Nini I mean Portia almost to like like it was like it's almost like too much too much um but, like, they're, like, showing real stuff about their own lives. It's not, like, interpersonal drama. Like, with the Greg stuff and then with mm-hmm. Dennis and Herbie and now the Portia Jr. Portia's giving us a lot. Um, but last season, I think I would have said Kenya because I think that she was at odds with production all season. And mm-hmm. I, obviously, that's not interesting. Maybe It, was, it wasn't it was maybe the most interesting stuff. But I felt like the, the reveal was then that all of the Kim stuff just like blew up in their faces and all the women united together. Yeah. Which they were Kenya. not expecting. Yeah. And I think that was really interesting. Um, I put for my MVP of this season that the most important person this season of Atlanta is the ghost of Kenya, because 
I think that production made a mistake in thinking that because they had Nini and they had so many other women in this, they didn't need their arch nemesis or like the the like the other the scene villain for several seasons before Kim came back. And they figured um, Kenya was asking for too much money and she can go fuck herself. They didn't need her. And I think what they learned this season, because there's such little drama, like you can't like Portia's pregnant what's gonna happen okay um Candy's doing something I don't even know what Nini's going through this tragic whatever but like what are they gonna unite against like picking a bedroom out of a jar but the other person's doing it like Marlo's trying with I was Eva say, I, I but think, that's I think, not enough I also think that it was a fault I think that I feel like it's insulting to Marlo almost to keep bringing her back in this weird Yeah, and not even because, giving her half of a peach. Because I think that she is, I feel like if they had made her full time, that maybe like she would have, that would have been something. But I think that it is. But a- you can't do it. It's like you can't, sorry, not to um, say something that will be proven untrue, but I just feel like you can't do that with Danielle either. There's a reason that these women are not being offered full time mm. roles because I think they're genuine liabilities. Like, I don't know if it's like a Lilo, can they be insured kind of situation, but I think it's sort of that. I don't know that, I don't know that these women, are, I don't think that they, I don't think that they're right for that kind of, um, full-time role and I think that Kenya especially missing out on her being fucking pregnant and apparently almost dying like she genuinely almost died which people got the exclusive on um instead of bravotv.com I think that's that could have been I mean obviously watching her almost die is like really interesting I think that her story arc would have been fascinating watching fucking Kenya be pregnant at the same time as Portia like are you kidding we missed out a joint baby shower that would have been cute and I also think Nini is really interesting the season but she's much more dramatic on her social media that she is on on camera so far saying that greg's a piece of shit and then she tweeted something i think yesterday was it even earlier today or yesterday I don't, was it about portia no i think it was about cynthia where she's like you find out who your real friends are and some people think they're really pretty but they're not that pretty and they're not a good friend and allegedly it's because cynthia said to production that they needed to hire kenya and nini felt like betrayed from that I don't know. I think Kenya needs to come back. I think this season is not good and they need to figure it out. Um, a listener reached out to me and said that, um, I think I have it. I think it's buried in DMs though. Um, a, li- a listener reached out with reasons why Phaedra should come back, which I obviously disagreed with. But Nini now is co-signing that and took a picture with her, which makes me feel like. And said it on the OG Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. I think that is really a bad idea. I, I, I did an Insta poll that said, do you think Phaedra should come back? Yes. Or and instead of no, I put rape is bad. <laughs> I mean, like lying about rape And is I bad. think I voted yes. I think you voted yes. I think that I think Phaedra just went too far. There has to be some kind of limit. And I think that uh, manipulating a co-star to accuse another of setting her up for sexual assault is something that you can't come back from no matter how quippy she is in confessionals like I think Kenya should come back because everybody needs a villain and I think that Kenya actually has some human points certainly her relationship with her mom and there are other stuff that there's other elements of her that I find really interesting and dynamic but I just think I mean I think that Danielle Staub has done the worst thing maybe with anybody no am I wrong bringing the bodyguard with the gun yeah. to meet Caroline and I then mean, trying that... to get involved in Dina's custody and stuff yeah just like the gun stuff you know feels bad yeah I think that I think that Danielle Staub will always be a super villain and her 
a strange husband just realized. Like, I, I think that um, she is never to be trusted. And anyone that pretends she's turning over a lo- new leaf needs to, like, turn their own table back to the one facing reality. Um, I mean, what do you think about Phaedra? Um, I don't know. I don't know what Atlanta needs. I thought that season 10 would have been better because I felt like season nine was so good. And she was the missing factor to, from season nine and 10. I don't know that it, that's what it needs, though, is her necessarily. I think that it does need something to rejuvenate it. And I think it needs someone with history. They need to bring back either Kenya or Phaedra. And I am staunchly against Phaedra returning. I really am. I don't I don't or know. Or Kim again. Kim will never come back because she knows how badly she fucked up and she blames it on um, the women of color instead of herself. And she's like, whatever, you should have been nicer to me. Yeah, but if if Tardy from the party doesn't ever come back, then she might do it. I think it is coming back. She she's she allegedly shut down production for a week or two. She was so upset about the reunion, which I think is bullshit. Um, Yeah, no, I I think it's coming back. Corey needs to pick up a check to pay for one of those eight kids that they have together they're like baby diamonds or whatever they're making interesting financial decisions i think someone needs to foot the bill for some of it i don't think it's gonna be tracy the vegan chef i mean i think something needs to happen um what do you think about the new girl who's in an open relationship i forgot her name but i do remember the sexual position shamari yeah um, I think that she's kind of trashy in a way that is different than anybody else on the show. Yeah, that's um, true. She's uniquely trashy. And I like, like, I Caduce like to her. I like think that's interesting, I suppose, but I don't love her. Like, I think that, but yeah, I don't know. She's like, she's, everyone's kind of picking on her, but it's, to me, it's like, she's like, she's scrappy and like a little, like has like slick things to say. So I don't mind it. And like her husband is legit. Like he is like a person that people know. So I feel like that like gives credibility to her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't mind her, but she hasn't like proven herself to be like great yet. I honestly think about her and I shrug because I just don't care. What about Eva? How do you feel about her? I think she's great. I think it would be great if she had like a real counterpoint who wasn't Marlo. Like yeah. I think Marlo is fine to go on these trips and she has this relationship with Nini that seems real. And um, I think it's just un- it's unfortunate that Eva doesn't have because Eva's like chomping at the bit to be really on this show she doesn't want to be like claudia jordan who had a great one season but was on for one season i think eva really truly wants this to like work out and is willing to do whatever and i commend her for that um i just think she needs a better sparring partner yeah. who has more of a permanent role in the show than marlo who's like queen of cameos yeah it's just like the the ogs and when i say ogs i mean like nini and candy yeah, people who've been on the show for several seasons. I just think they're not. like they're they don't aren't ready to like spar with someone, you know, like they're no. tired, you know. And then Cynthia can't, and uh, because she's just not as capable as. Right. I also feel like they've paid their dues, so totally. like they don't have to be that person every season. Like they can they can be great in other ways. Um, okay. Okay. Next on our list. Um, moving. So we said the MVP, right? I said the ghost of Kenya. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah I, I, I don't know what I said. But okay, it's fine. fine. Um. Okay. Next on the list. Ready? One, One two, two, three. Potomac. Potomac. <gasps> Damien. <laughs> Potomac was excellent. This was a tough call for me to rank it third because I thought it was a really strong season. Um, I'm so happy we said. <laughs> I thought it was a great season. I thought mm-hmm. that. I I like thought that it was a weird misstep that they made Candace a permanent house, like mm-hmm. a, a full time housewife and not a friend. Yep, and yep, that Sharice yep. got demoted to friend yep. of. And I my hunch is that Sharice 
because she probably her husband or ex-husband or estranged husband won't film mm-hmm. or maybe she couldn't talk about the divorce because of or like, the kids couldn't be on like Bethany style. My, my hunch is that it had something to do with her divorce is like why she's like she had no mm-hmm. personal storyline mm-hmm. because to me she is one of the wealthiest women like remember when she upgraded to the penthouse and that one I forget where they went mm-hmm. and it was two seasons ago she upgraded and it was like she was and she was like don't worry about my money she and the like, champagne room she was she was like my husband doesn't talk to me but my money yeah like my money is here and like i think that she Mm. i also think she is disconnected from reality which makes her a great like the reason giselle for me is great is because even though she might not have the same like money and she definitely doesn't and that she can spar with sharice and karen because they are both not connected to reality totally and also giselle is now like becoming a legit businesswoman like her beauty line is carried in target like that's a huge deal it's actually quite a big deal um a friend sent me shout out to jackie sent me a video of she like was trying to facetime with me in a fucking like maryland target and i said i do not facetime like i am old school like you call me on the phone and i answer and i put you on speakerphone we call it a day um and so she sent me a video because of course facetime wasn't working um of the friggin I forget the I don't know like that kind of retail well but the station where Giselle's um beauty products were like lined up in Target it was apparently like one of the starring positions you could have in the store like they're pushing it really hard now that might be because it was a Target in Maryland and Uh, so that could make some sense but I think regardless Target's not going to fuck around with anything and also when you look at the way that the line is like design the packaging there's no mention of anything there's no mention of like Giselle's face or Real Housewives or anything it's purely like this is great makeup buy me please like that which I think is baller so smart so smart um so who was your MVP of Potomac for me it was Ashley oh god I thought Ashley like was I think that it was interesting that she like she was doing a lot of like Carrie Dubering or Sheree Whitfielding which was like being the bone carrier Mm -hmm. but she also had her very real stuff going on with her husband and also her miscarriages and also her mother. Mm-hmm. And so like when a bone carrier is just there to bring other people's stuff back and forth, mm-hmm. I think it can be kind of kind of messy totally. Even, and it might be like totally wonderful TV and I might not care, mm-hmm. but I give Ashley MVP status because she also like talked about her, um, what's it called? Like a, labia? No, you're like legal paper. <laughs> your legal papers with your NDA with your husband. Like prenup. A, your prenup with Michael, and he was like, "We shouldn't talk about this on camera." And yeah, she love was, that. And I, she knew that. She knew it was gonna piss him off, but she did it because she will sacrifice anything. She is willing to show everything. Yeah, God bless her. And for that. also willing to call every other woman out on it. And like mm-hmm. when Karen is like, "Ashley, why don't you worry about your own marriage?" And she's like, "I am." <laughs> Worrying about it and talking about it. I so don't can know you, how long so, we're going to last. So can you talk about yours with your husband who is embezzling? Yeah. That, and remember when Michael like showed up to the reunion with like passion and was questioning and he Black Bill Gates. Oh. About- yeah. And then like ever and um, Karen was so mad. But then Karen had a breakdown because of her father passed. Her parents yeah, were both passed intense. away, which was sad, but also like wasn't really about the show. So then it was like, oh, my God. And then I felt a lot about Michael Darby and felt like maybe he's actually a real person. And then an hour and a half after the reunion, turns <gasps> out he was fucking maybe sexually harassing one of the crew members by like touching his junk or his butt or whatever. Yeah. Which do we think that he's gay? Maybe bisexual. But yeah. But I don't know. But is Ashley bisexual? That wouldn't surprise me. She mentioned that I could see her being bisexual. I could see her having like a candy kind of like we're all on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like people are beautiful. 
I thought Potomac was a great season. That fucking moment with the mime interrupting Karen and Giselle to me is like actually iconic television. And like scaring the shit out of it's them. It's like it might be my top moment of any of the Housewives this season. So that alone was like I was like God, I don't know it. I was like almost like where to rank it, and then it found its way to three. But I think it. It's really great. It was a good season. Um, I put the mime as my MVP after you reminded me that that happened. <laughs> and I also put Matt, Karen's fake oh. associate. Her like assistant slash best friend. Friend who I guess is friends with several of the housewives. Maybe like from crossover franchises. I don't know. He seemed interesting. Um, I gave him a starring role as MVP because I couldn't decide. Or maybe the pizza that Black Bill Gates is like oh, that, landscaping that Rob, team That Robin ate. dropped. After <laughs> <laughs> Robin dropped it off. The pizza was my MVP of Potomac. Okay, moving on. The second best. Are you okay if we move on? Mm-hmm. The second best franchise this year. Number two. Are you ready? You better say what I um think because mm, then I'll th- cry. I think we're going to have. I, think, I don't think we're going to be on the same page, but it's okay. Okay, ready? Wait, wait, I'm so scared. Okay, ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Dallas. Dallas. <gasps> Damien. Which isn't to say that Dallas didn't have one of the best seasons of all time of any franchise. Uh, I totally think that. I just think New York, which we'll get to, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Dallas was extraordinary. No? Yeah, I agree. I was trying to think, though, like, there aren't, I would, like, when I was trying to think of, like, the most, like, what made it, it's, like, it was just, like, the drama, but, like, it wasn't, there weren't a lot of, like, there wasn't a lot of fun. Maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe you'll remind me. I think that there was a lot of fun. Any scene with Stephanie was just like oh. brimming with joy and um, glitter like, and Maybe glam. like pleasantness, but I don't know about like fun. Like that's my issue with like Atlanta is the funniest to me. And so yeah. it's, I struggle with some of the other ones because like New York can be really funny, but then also like none of the women are likable. And I find yeah. really, and I find Atlanta, a lot of the women are, I find to be much more likable. Agreed. So with Dallas, I was like, I like everybody fine. I mean, I don't really like a couple people, but I like Stephanie. I like Carrie. I like have a deep love for Leanne, even though I feel like she's really broken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Brandy, but I think that she's funny. Um, what's her name camera yeah like i like her okay like i think she's like kind of dumb and like serves a purpose she, she, she's playing a role with yeah. that fucking legally blonde bullshit she yeah. doesn't actually talk oh deandra like is the worst and that is was a, a real turning point because i didn't feel i didn't feel strongly about her that way she was really awful though but i mean in a way that made the season excellent cam went on a podcast i forget which one and i didn't listen to it but somebody was <laughs> talking about it you guys are so in the loop and saying that like deandra i guess when the cameras weren't filming was talking up a big game about how excited she was about the 200 dollars moment happening because she felt like she would be able to fuck over leanne that came up at the reunion that she was excited about it yeah that she said that because nothing is more relatable in america than only having like 200 dollars in your bank account she was excited Yes. And so she, she was said that this, she said De- Leanne gave me a golden moment. And oh, shit. And Deandra's reaction on the sofa was, did that happen happen on camera, Cameron? And then Andy, like, kind of just moved on from it. But like, it obviously happened. And obviously, Cameron called. That was huge. To me, I was like, Deandra's sick. Like, Deandra, like, re- because also there it came up about something came up about Leanne said something. And I thought Aunt Leanne was in this moment was at least kind where she said something about Deandra and the show, like the way Deandra cares. And Andy was like, are you talking about the show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Deandra yeah, was like, yes. Like, 
And Dion I, was like, yes. It seems yeah. like Deandra is a real, like really thinks that she is somehow the star of the show because I guess of her, her family connection, like that she is a thought she was like the most real society mm-hmm. Dallas person. And mm-hmm. then they like needed her for the show. And then, uh, then she got on the show and therefore she thought she was the star. But like, to me, to me, the star of the show is Leanne with Brandy vying for that middle spot. Like that, they are both bringing a lot and both fighting for it. Right. Like Leandra, to me, was the villain of this season, but inadvertently, was, yes. But also, like Leanne, in some people's eyes, was the villain. But like, no, there was no version where people were like, Deandra is my favorite housewife. She's the star. She's the most charismatic. It's like she was like Lily Munster, and she was trying really hard to be the star like she was just like she was trying really hard to bury Leanne and thought that that would lead to her I'm proud of my queen. girl Leanne for somehow I mean she still showed her like those those carny villainous colors that she yeah, of ha- that she are is. part of her right but I thought that like she did a pretty good job of not following that narrative because I think that Deandra thought it would be easy because of who Leanne has been on the show in the past. It's interesting to me. I wonder if because they're both desperate to remain on the show, if they will bury their hatchet in order to both have roles. I think for sure. I think that like, I really think that, but they like seemingly hate the most fascinating part of reality television to me in the last, whatever, two years has been watching this. I think genuine friendship between Vicky and Shannon and Tamara. I mean, you know, genuine friendship and like, they are all best friends at their job and watching these two women be like, you did a despicable thing by pretending like your boyfriend had cancer. And like, you think maybe you were like, you know, mm-hmm. tricked, but then you realized and then you went along with it. And Vicky was like, can we stop talking about it? I'm the star. And it was like, oh, you're right. You are the star. You're going to keep getting brought back. You are going to keep being the diva in person that you are. And actually your friends are going to quote unquote forgive you because they need to in order for the show, like, the, uh, because they're probably getting told, like, if you guys don't start filming together next season, you're not coming back. So speaking so of, so I yeah. think that yes, I think if Leah and Deandra both want to come back and that and they are like, we're not filming together, they're going to be like, oh no, you're you fucked. Yeah, right. like you got to go then. Um, speaking of Vicky, just for one second, so Kelly, since the reunion aired, I guess because Julie got upset about it or whatever, said, "I'm not coming back unless Vicky is gone." What do you think is going to happen? And she said it repeatedly. And then Vicky's like, it's she needs a job or, you know, she doesn't do actually. I think she'll come back. I think so, too. Right. I think Vicky will for sure come back because I think that Andy thinks that it's really important that there's like an an OG as proven by the fact that he had a show that was all about that. Um, And that the first OG, it has more importance, I think, than others, because like Nini has left and come back Atlanta. I think Vicky holds a special place in his heart. Oh, yeah. But I think that also like they really tried to keep on to 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 nini like she came back as a friend of that one yeah, yeah, season yeah, true so i think that like it's important to them to keep on og and yeah. i feel like new york has many of them so many but obviously we're Beth- we truly blessed bethany has left and come back and luann was like a fake friend of that one season yeah she got demoted but yeah i think that vicky i think that they think that she's important to the franchise and i similarly think that they sort of think that about tamra i would be shocked for them to get rid of her unless they were really rehauling everything but I think Kelly will come back because I think that she is something on the show and she like because she's like Latina that also adds like an element of diversity that OC does not have. And she's funny. I mean, I want her to come back. She's the funny. She's she is my favorite aside from Gina, who is just like seems like a regular person that I could meet in like New Jersey. Yeah. 
I'm hopeful that Shannon um, understands that she doesn't actually have to communicate every single thing that she feels in her life. I think I'm understanding things about myself while watching Shannon's downfall mm. where I'm like, don't turn into this. No, I mean, like in a serious way, like the I started seeing a therapist this summer, which you know about, and watching Shannon, even though it turns out like she talks to her, she has one talks to her like every day or him every day, which I was like, OK, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to work through problems so they don't lead to a point where you're self-medicating with alcohol and unable to describe having fun without adding caveats. Like I had fun, even though my ankle or whatever, I had fun, even though I fell, I had fun, even though, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I think that's why I I think that's why I've always loved Shannon and also why I'm like learning lessons from her because I don't want to turn into her, but I love her. It's not to say that it's not bad. I just think that there's a lot of stuff that, you know, if we're talking about, how these women are in everyday life and how we can kind of learn from them because some of them are garbage people. Most of them are. I think that's kind of an interesting moment to be like, you might love this person, but also like learn from them. Don't become them. Yeah. That's why I like love her because I see a little bit of my own broken bird in her, but I just don't want to become that. I want Heather and Megan to come back. Keep Gina, get rid of Emily. Keep Kelly. Keep Kelly. Keep Shannon but fix not her, her. personality <laughs> hopefully i don't know i think she it was a trigger for her the whole david thing when they're like get on meds because i guess he like called her fucking crazy or whatever but also like maybe explore pharmaceuticals i don't know i don't know oc was hard oc was tough okay so let's um, okay honestly th- that was our, our number one even though we are agreeing with it because it's the only one left but let's say it on the count of three. Oh wait do we say an mvp of Dallas, who's your MVP? Oh, it was close between Leanne and Brandy, but I chose Leanne. I said Stephanie because I thought she gave us money. She gave us yeah, kindness. She gave us um, suicide prevention awareness. She gave us... Um, That's a really good to, choice. Yeah, thank you. I think your choices are really spectacular as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think she gave us how to be a good friend, which is not just nodding and saying yes, but also like pointing a mirror at them and saying like, you are misbehaving here and why, um, and talking about them in confessionals. And... Um, uh, I love her husband and um, think that they have like the perfect little family in Dallas and really appreciate them. So shout out to Stephanie. And yours was who? Was Leanne. Leanne. Okay, great. Okay, um, count of three. Who's your favorite franchise of 2018? Count of three. One, two, three. New, New York. York. <laughs> yeah, New York was interesting. When I was trying to think of the things that happened, it was harder because I feel like the focus by the end of the season really became... Carol and Bethany and I feel like there was a lot of other things that happened mm-hmm. on the season and like the Carol and Bethany stuff like wasn't fun like it was fun in the beginning because I was like yes finally someone's challenging Bethany but then by the end it was just like they both were so annoying and it was just like it was also the same argument over and over again it was like they just they don't like each other and I'm bummed that like like it like when I was ranking these in my brain I was like oh like Dallas and, and Potomac were like I mean but I think I don't know I might be rethinking that Potomac really should be number one here only what are you insane because I feel like anytime I think about anything on back on New York, it's about like Dorinda being an alcoholic and how that was sad and dark. And basically everyone took it back at the reunion because they all felt bad. And it was about Bethany and Carol being at odds. And I thought that was great because Bethany was being challenged. However, at the end result was that Carol got fired. So like, again, she wins. And so like, and all of the women were united against Bethany despite everything else. So then, like, their arguments were not valid at all in the reunion. 
like my point is that I thought it was a really excellent, wonderful season, but then like the the aftertaste of it has been the part of that's been like, oh, like that was such a good season, but like I'm sad that Carol got fired. I'm sad that like Tinsley's coming back. I'm sad that like Barbara Kay is picked over Jill as a friend of. Or no, I think Barbara Kay's full time. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. They may not know yet because there's another woman now filming who is Kelly's cousin. Yeah, Kelly announced And she was on like, I'm Instagram. Mexican. Her name is Judy. I don't well, understand. You tagged me in it. I didn't understand. <laughs> Kelly. Some, is Kelly, Judy a common um, Mexican name? Kelly, I, I don't even know. <laughs> First off, Kelly has been coming back and forth between Kelly and New York a lot and has done several videos with a cousin of hers who lives allegedly on Madison Avenue and it's the full it is like a full house on Madison Avenue it's several floors so that's at least I feel like saying 30 million dollars is conservative I that's a huge mm-hmm. I, I was like who the fuck is Kelly's cousin so then Kelly the other day posted something on Instagram and was like so a picture with her cousin was like so proud of you joining the cast of New York and then someone commented below and they said Kelly are you related to someone named like Judy and Kelly's answer was like I'm Mexican so probably uh, and saying that like she has a lot of family that she doesn't know about God, that makes which so much more sense, but I was so confused. Phenomenal. Um, so I guess Kelly's, which I think I honestly took that to mean like maybe her cousin attended a, f- a filming, like a party and thinks mm. that she's going to be on. I, I didn't actually take her seriously and literally, even though I think she meant to be literal. <laughs> I don't think she was accurate, knowing absolutely nothing about the ins and outs of production this season. Allegedly, are they already filmed their season finale. Really? Which... Ramona was caught on camera walking in to watch what happens yesterday and was like, just came from the finale, which is... She said that where? When she was like walking in, like someone from Watch What Happens was filming her because he was filming all the OG entrances and she literally... she like, where, did, lit- but where did you see it? On Instagram. Oh. Yeah, a listener sent it to me. Shout out to that listener. I forget all of your so names. Sh- I wonder if she... Do you think that she and Jill are at odds because do you think that Jill just threw Ramona under the bus in order to get in better standing with somebody else. Well, Ramona obviously doesn't want Jill around in a big role, which she kept saying, but you know, like Andy has all these people and watch what happens that are Bravo fans. And they're, he asked them who they miss and they're all like Jill, Jill. Even Nini was like, Oh, when she said that about Jill, yeah. Nini was like, Oh, <laughs> Ramona, listen, Ramona will be friends with someone. She will support you. Your husband dies. She's going to the funeral. She's sending you flowers. She's buying you drinks. She does not want to give up her star position. And she feels competitive with Jill in a way that is super deep, super real and really important um, to bringing Jill back because no one can fuck with Ramona like Jill. And that's why Jill must be back. I'm sorry, I derailed our ranking a little bit by like kind of t- double, like backpedaling a little bit. Oh yeah, New York it, last it, season. It was an excellent season. They though. almost died in Cartagena. Yeah, and that was like, that was to me is like such a memorable moment of like the boat and then the shit and... So much pooping. Um, Luann I mean, Luann also, it was like this arc of Luann's like comeback and then of course it's like so sad because then she went to rehab before the reunion and I feel like there's more there than we're getting but it was sad that like the season was really about her bounce back at post Tom post arrest. Yeah. And then she, you know, got, had to check in to rehab after everything. I do. I did love that moment on the reunion when they addressed the fact that it wasn't just her drinking that got out of hand. It was also her like addiction to celebrity and that mm. they, cause I guess she was like a little bit of a monster before 
she went into rehab and it wasn't just about the drinking. It was also just about like, I'm a star now. Like I'm a diva star because I have this cabaret show that is. I mean, it's a, it's fun. A, it's a, it's a lot lovely of fun. Tom. It was like such a great night. We were screaming, you know, she was real. It was really fun. I think the way it was conceived is really smart so that, you know, it's all about the dresses and the glits and some funny stuff and some cracks about Tom and some cracks about rehab. And I'm assuming, I don't humility. know if you know the answer to this, but do you, do you know, is it always like her with like eight guests still even like, even though that she's been doing it now, like year round? I think so. Yeah. I don't think that she could do a full show by herself. I also don't think that a full show by herself would work. Yeah, you're gonna put some of that um, candy hand lotion on. I keep touching on? it. I'm so excited, Damien. I can't wait. You're to never you. gonna. She's never gonna use it, listeners. What is it? I've already. Forgotten. She's gonna give it to a, someone. Who, she's gonna say, "Please subscribe." Next in three weeks, she's gonna say, "Please subscribe and give me a five star review, and you might win." <gasps> oh my god! I so t- um, vegan ingredients, great, but I can't actually um, have soy <laughs> for my doctors. But I'm this perfect because I'm gonna put it in. No one can have this. I'm not giving this to anybody. I'm gonna put it in my room, like next to my um, fragrance and stuff. It's gonna have like its own little altar. I'm so excited about this. I can't stop staring at it. Um, New York, epic, amazing. Rest in peace, Carol. Bethany almost died this week. I'm very upset about the fact that it was 100% not care, uh, covered by cameras because it happened while she was visiting her boyfriend in Boston. Um, Bethany, Why do we know that it wasn't covered? Just because? Because she tweeted and the tweet was from uh, a city in Boston and then I knew we were fucked because I realized immediately and then she said it that her her boyfriend like but they wouldn't film you you don't think they would film her on a trip i don't think that she's putting her boyfriend anywhere near on camera no i don't think like i think she would do like fake dates but this like younger cutie who she's like stupping i don't think she wants him anywhere near any of that and if he was interested in it i think she would have like jason hoppy ptsd and run Mm. the other way um so she ate I don't understand how fish works. She's like allergic to non-shellfish or non-shellfish is all she can have. I don't know. It was fish in a soup. And then she passed out and he got, he went out to get Benadryl and he came back boyfriend in Boston. She was passed out and he like was able to get her to like swallow it like that old will and grace episode where Jack is a nurse and gives try to give care and a daily vitamin or whatever and he like puts it down her throat. I don't throat. That. It's one of the best moments in TV history. It's no big deal. Um <laughs> so then they she was in the ICU or something. She was like in a coma. She did say that yeah she was in a coma. Did she say she was in a coma or did she, I just pulled that out of my she ass? She died and then came back. Um cool. I also her fiance I think fiance died no. between this season and last which is like also so devastating. Her non-fiance because i think he was probably like let's get married she never said yes and it's driving me insane that people are referring but to him as her fiance how do you know because they would have been engaged bethany is not one to withhold information and a life moments and i but think I thought he had proposed and she had a ring yeah i don't think that you don't know anything i thought you had some tea <laughs> here you i just feel very I feel very confident they weren't officially engaged and there were rumors that they weren't officially engaged because she was like not okay with his addiction issues or something. I don't know. It was really sad. sad. It was also one of my favorite Andy Scrolls moments. Ooh, that makes me sound awful when I said that out loud because we got news of the unfortunate passing while recording an episode. Oh, yeah, so I wasn't that, here, but that's very devastating. That was a magical moment um, for all of our listeners, but also super sad. And I'm so sorry to um, Dennis's family um, and whomever is still living at Trump Tower. I don't know. It's not great. That's where he died. He died in I Trump know, Tower. I know. Um, 
I don't know. I just think New York this past season was so good. I'm very concerned if they've already wrapped because they should be filming through the well, end of winter. Unless they got so right. much. I mean, it is the end of winter. Oh, I know. I what? Guess it's it's not. the beginning of winter. No, you're right. But I think this is. No, because I went to no, the finale thing last right. year and it was in fucking February or March. Maybe they're going to push the premiere earlier. Oh, that would be great. Maybe they started filming earlier. They did. Remember, they started filming kind of soon thereafter because the, about, um, Tinsley and Bethany were at like a fashion show. <gasps> Maybe they made it earlier because of Dennis's death. Maybe he's giving us another gift. Maybe. In his passing because maybe they well, wanted to get that on camera. Because like Beverly Hills aftermath. was coming on in February. So that's the next one, right? Yeah. And then after that would be like March or April would be Potomac probably coming on after oh, Atlanta yeah? goes off. Okay. And then I would think New York. So maybe, or New York maybe will come in March before Potomac in April. So who is your MVP of New York? It's Luann. To me, Luann was like the person who gave us the most. She literally started the season. Got arrested. Getting, announcing that she was getting a divorce from oh, ev- right, everyone uh, that said right, that right. she should get, that he was going to cheat on her. Right. Then, and she was like doing great. And then she went and got arrested and then mm-hmm. she went to rehab and then she came back and she like had like a cabaret career so mm-hmm. to me it was like the most exciting arc of the season and she was showing the most like aside from like personal drama within the women she was like showing she the most like growth per- she had, like, and yeah she just had the most stuff going on in her like own life mm-hmm. um yeah i think that she was my mvp my MVP was the boat in Cartagena <laughs> for almost killing these women. And I will never be so sad. Okay. So Ashton on below deck, like genuinely almost died. The one of the um, deck hands on below deck was stepped in the middle of these ropes while they were lowering the anchor and he got pulled into the water. They had it happen over two episodes. He literally got pulled into the water and you watched him start to drown. And, um, uh, um, one of the camera guys threw down his camera and was able to like release the ropes in time. But like he, he thought he said he thought he was going to lose his leg and die. And the captain who's like this relatively stern, albeit like kind of lovely guy was like crying during confession when he's talking about it months later. Like it was a real serious moment, but we got to like watch it happen, which I thought was really important. And I'm just really curious about if there is actual footage of that, fucking boat almost killing these wonderful blessed bitches or if it's um if they're if they really did genuinely were not able to hold up their iphones because it was shaking that much or if this is a liability thing because all the women wanted to sue bravo i think that i i could be mistaken and it's like my biggest regret in life is not um videotaping the television screen but i'm pretty sure that during the moment where it was like a bunch of like just b-roll of like the ship basically like like what rocking Uh and then right before like it went to like a black screen with like a title card that said you know like crew was told to shut down or whatever there's a shot within all of those like flashes of of an iphone footage and it's bethany's face crying and i think that she probably was trying to film and then stop because it was like actually too rough for her to be able to do that but I could be wrong. Such but I, good TV. It was like my favorite thing was like, of course, Bethany is the one who like found time to pull her phone out and try to like catch. She knows. Footage. She's very good. Yeah. I'm ready for her to get her LVB tr- LVP treatment. Like I'm ready for like it to be meaning I'm ready for like the show to like. Turn on her. Yep. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant you wanted her to leave because I think she's giving us so much. Whether love her or loathe her. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't care. But I am ready for the show to turn on her and to watch her like. I'm just ready for, like, uh, them to talk about the, you know, you're mean. 
her stirring the pot. Yeah. And I also don't like it's going to happen anytime soon because you need someone you need. Yeah, I think she needs to fuck up in a series of ways in which like Dorinda will be able to like put on her big girl skinny girl jeans and um, put on her big girl pants. And what is Dorinda doing? I can't think of anybody else that I could see taking her down. I don't think Ramona is oh. good enough. Sonia doesn't give a shit. Luann's just trying to stay stable. And Tinsley's there with her curls. I can't believe Tinsley's coming back. It's really surprising to me. It's super surprising, but I love that. She's immediate- like this. She's like this Cynthia Bailey to me, where I'm just like, whoa, you represent something the show I guess wants to have on the roster. Like hers is like old, like is like the name and the money and like the New York infamy. Listen, she sat through a reunion where the person she thought she was closest with, with whom she's traveled internationally, was like, I don't know you. And then she started filming and posting photos of her kikiing with Bethany like shortly thereafter. I mean, like that takes, you know, she's she knows what she's fucking doing. I think she's forcing Scott to propose to her with coupon cabin ring at some point this season or they are breaking up forever and she's dating someone else like I think she knows that the pressure is on her to deliver something and um by way of uh like an inside look at her life I don't think Dale is enough but um her mom uh, mommy dearest is enough but um yeah I think just New York was perfection um and um what were your best moments from New York from yeah sure or like all of them I mean I know my best myself. moment is the mime moment from Potomac for sure 100% yeah. mm-hmm. um from New York it's probably the boat moment just because it's like so but like I got so many moments but I feel like it was built up to be something that like it didn't totally deliver so like yes like it was like built to be like I thought I was actually gonna see them see more I don't know what I thought I was gonna see well the Daily Mail like yes hyped this exactly up. Um, the Daily Mail was like too successful at being a fluffer the elephant room was my favorite moment from atlanta because it was mm-hmm. just so absurd and that woman was so funny remember she told no told nobody everybody she didn't she told everybody that she didn't hug and, and then, then she candy hugged candy in. yeah that was magical um and then what other dallas my favorite moment was oh interesting i there mean were several ma- good moments yeah maybe it was the fight between leanne and um brandy no leandra yeah, Deandra about like who's the queen, and then they like mm-hmm. did a pageant where like um, Deandra like pooped a K cup out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I still don't understand. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> the best moment from OC was the finale and an ending. The best moment from New Jersey was when Siggy Flicker showed up to the one party in a boot. Like she like she like showed up. <laughs> it's making me laugh just thinking about it. Like she was funny and like she showed up and you, she was literally the worst. She was her, she was at her wits end and then she showed up with like an injured foot because every she thought everyone would think that she was lying about having it. and like even Mark was just like, "Oh, you were being honest about your foot because they I did think she was think she was lying, but she showed up and she stayed for thirty seconds. <laughs> then she got in the car and her husband was like, "What are you doing?" It's so get her husband. He was like, "Get off her this show!" Like Michael Campanella was done. Um, best moment from Beverly Hills, huh? I think it was for me. It was Dorit in um like shading t- Teddy for not having into it, not having f- um champagne, Love not it. having flutes. And yeah. Using wine glasses or whatever. So Shot, funny. Like, so like I was like annoyed at it. Like I was like, that's such an annoying thing, but, but also like, so smart. but it was like funny for the show. Like if a person did that to me in real life, I'd be like, you're annoying. Get the fuck out of here. I would disinvite them. But like, I, even though they were inside the party, I'd be like, you must go now. Please. But also like watching it happen. I was like, well, she got a point and it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> to read. Oh God. Um, and you, awful. Yeah. So those are my things. I love it. Anything on your end that you... No, did? I co-sign all of that mostly because... <laughs> I, 
don't remember and don't want to use my brain. I'm sorry. I, really I feel like I'm getting weird. My back really hurts. I have my butt back cupped do you today wanna... like Shaden <gasps> Bador. Do you have marks? Do you need a stand? I don't know if I, I have. A do t- we have to wrap? I have tape on my back like right now that's like supposed to be holding my posture. Are you dying? I had a really bad um, like stiff neck and I'm kind of prone to them. So I finally went to a chiropractor for the first time in my life and okay. I went to the chiropractor and then they were like, they did. He like adjusted an adjustment. Great. Then I got a massage at, all in the same place. Like it, like there was a massage therapist who like did who massaged my neck and my shoulders. Then I got acupuncture from another person in the office. Then I went to um, a physical therapist. This is all and, today. And the therapist he like stretched me and then he was like, "Do you mind if I do some cupping?" And so he did. And I've then he was like, cupping. "I'm gonna put tape on your back to like help you like." keep it on as long as you can because it'll help you like be mindful of your body so you will try to like keep your body the way we readjusted you to be so that you will feel less pain anyway it was a great it was very satisfying but um now you're dying no i'm just like oh i forgot my back is so sore because like seven people operated it on it today oh my god and i felt like shannon bedore oh no you did i thought of shannon the whole time oh shannon and you weren't even drunk in a jacuzzi in mexico that's so unfortunate um yeah, I am going to co-sign all those moments because I just, like, can't think. And, um, oh, I had a note here. Uh, do you have a New Year's resolution for any franchise? doesn't have to be all of them. OC, I think, needs to, like, they need to figure out the casting for next season. Mm-hmm. And, like, they need to just, like, make it more fun and also make the people feel like they're more connected. Which mm-hmm. is, like, why I wouldn't be mad, honestly, if Gretchen came back pregnant and was, like, I'm ready to play ball. Like Gretchen and Ke- I feel like Gretchen and Kelly fighting is like really fun. It seems like an exciting thing to happen. Oh yeah. That can or happen. Megan and Heather Dubrow coming back. Mm-hmm. But Megan now moved to St. Louis. Yeah. But Heather Dubrow, I think could genuinely come back. She's really not doing anything, but like iTunes, Heather Dubrow and Gretchen coming back in the same Videos season of her kitchen. Um, New Jersey. I've really been, I'm, and I apologize to listeners who like love it the most. Cause I know that some people are really on board with the season. They really are. But, um, I don't know what I, I mean for me, New Jersey, like just like, it just is a different show and I think I need to like forget that it's not like a family show anymore mm-hmm. so their re- resolution is for me is to bring Caroline back um <laughs> I just look give them a, I mean they're gonna be their 10 year re- like it's gonna be their 10th season I think soon right I don't think bring Caroline back I think promote Lauren Manzo she has a baby now Ugh. she has a husband I think she really wants it too much she's too thirsty for it she's <sighs> she's a real brandy Someone. in my opinion <laughs> Like, that's, like, like if you don't like Brandy, like, to me, like, Lauren Mansell, like, she wants to be a housewife too badly. Like, it's, like, she's too... Well, someone should in that cast. I don't know. Teresa wants to be. Yeah, actually, they all want to be. Jackie wants to be 16 bathrooms, as I call Jennifer, wants to be. The only one, listen, MVP of life is Dolores. Dolores. Dolores, I forgot, was on the show until um, this week's episode when she came for Danielle in a lot of ways that I was super appreciative for. And she's also stepping up for Teresa against Melissa in a way that I'm like, okay, she just realized who's cutting her check. And Frank, I guess, doesn't have any more money according to the state of New Jersey. So I just, she's like dying. Um, Satchels of Gold this week to... um, Two listeners I picked who love Jersey because I wanted to know why because I do not understand. Um, Callie from Kansas City. Um, it's honestly the only franchise that has relationships that I can relate to and can parallel my own friendships and family. Mm. Um, coming from an old school Catholic culture with a cult like mentality, aka new people are bad. I totally relate. Mm. I also come from a very rich Irish 
community in Kansas City, Cali, send me some gentleman's information, where everyone knows each other or knows each other from way back. Oh, I guess I wouldn't work out well there. Um, Just like Teresa and Dina and Teresa and Dolores, I can just see it as more of a real show than OC or New York or Beverly Hills. With other franchises, family isn't as emphasized, and that's something that's more relatable in Jersey. And to those big, especially Catholic communities in the U.S. And then from Sarah from New York City, um, why Jersey? In general, as a state and as someone from Ohio, there's this mega brand of family values they're projecting, right? And there's something homey and basic about that in a good way, I think, that we can all connect to. Culturally, there seems to be a social element in the Jersey franchise that overall rings more authentic. There's no real society. Um, Dallas's favorite word. Um, mm-hmm. That's mafia. So the currency they're working with here is loyalty over status or power, which is a currency most of us are working with in our own lives as viewers. So many of the cast members already kind of feel like there's someone you might know. Whereas housewives like the Countess, Bethany, Vanderpump, Nini, etc. seem so unreachable, so far away like any celebrity. Even Teresa going to jail felt so much more relatable and close to home than the Countess, whose arrest definitely felt like she was given special privilege. Um, Sidebar from me, totally co-signed that. Mm -hmm. Um, Jersey wives, maybe because the bar has been set so, so low before, definitely feel more down to earth, more relatable even. And without the society stuff, Dallas does as well. Thank you to Callie and Sarah. Yeah, those are actually really great arguments. And I those think are really are great arguments. Valid. Yeah, so and great I think salient they're, points. Right? And guys, this is what happens when you DM me and don't put it as an iTunes reveal, which mm-hmm. is my um, New Year's resolution. Guys, um, I love hearing from you and I love doing this pod and I want to continue doing it and I plan to. And the best way to make sure that happens um, for everyone's benefit is to rate and review the show. As Damien said... We do this for free as a passion project, um, but the currency that really matters to us is spreading the word. And the way that you can do that is tweeting the show when we post episodes, following us on social, um, DMing us your opinion so we can feature it on future apps, and rating and reviewing on iTunes. It takes literally two minutes for a five-star review and um, some words, like when you actually like write out what you like about the show. If you have personal opinions, um, if you are a B-stan for life, which I totally can understand, or hate, I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody I hate. Um, Teresa, Vicky. Teresa, Vicky. Any of those people, comment on our social media or DM me, but please don't put it in a space that's meant for, it's like iTunes is like the LinkedIn for um, pods, so I really appreciate that. Um, I started a um, 100% award while recording last week or the week before because I think it's great. Um, and today is our holiday special episode where we recap the year. So I wanted to give the 100% award to Damien Bellino, <gasps> with whom I wouldn't have started this show. This show started because Damien and I were sassing each other on Facebook about Housewives. And I said, do you want to come over one day? And I borrowed a recorder from somebody at work, which we ended up using for the first over a year of recording. That shitty recorder that you guys love so much. Um, (laughs) And we just started talking and we didn't. And that's really what's kept the show, I think, so real and so hopefully consistent week after week where we don't actually really talk to each other about what we're going to talk about. It's just like, let's talk and have a conversation. And, you know, I think that's really great. I think it's (laughs) I think it's really great. She says about her own show. Um, I think that's 
what makes Andy's Girl so special. Um, I've heard from so many of you that you consider us friends, and I feel the same way hearing from you guys. And um, that's all possible because um, of Damien and because of the energy and fun and wit and whimsy that he brings. So, you know, if you follow, don't follow him on social media, you should, um, at Damien Bellino on everything. You should dig up that clip of him on GMA because it's fantastic. And I just wanted to say, Damien, how much, you know, getting to know you and Kiki with you. <laughs> Sarah's you wasn't look, looking at me until just now. <laughs> I don't look at people when I tell them how I feel. It's part of my special connection. I just wanted to say that I think you're um, pretty terrific. And I'm so glad that we created this together and um, that you are my absolute favorite. And I think it's so lovely to have these OG of the AG moments because there's no one I'd rather chat about housewives with. There really isn't, aside from maybe Jill. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to you again soon. Um, I just think you're like the cat's pajamas and I hate cats. So that says something. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. I mean, I love coming back. It's always a blast. And I sometimes like last time I was here, I felt like I really needed to be here because I was like really had so much to talk about. What and did we I, talk about? I, I don't even know, but it was like a two hour one. And okay, I love felt it. like I just needed it. So I feel the same way. And it's like it is a way that you talk to your therapist about housewives. And like yes. I come here to do it because... Um, I have got too many other like awful things that I need to talk to my therapist about. <laughs> um, so shout out to my therapist, Amy, because, <laughs> because of my appointments, she watched an episode of New York and was like, okay, we should meet more often. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she was like, oh, that's really interesting. Shout out to um, my therapist, Lissa, who I asked her if she ever watched the L word. Did she? She said, um, Why? And then I said, I don't know. And then she said, I Because you thought she was gay? She is gay. But she, oh, she doesn't talk about it because there's that barrier, right? Where you're not supposed to like know a lot about the person, but you like find out little pieces. It was a, mo- a moment. Every time I walk into therapy, I say, how are you? Because I think that's polite. And she's like, that's adorable. But like, you don't actually care. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> talk about you. That's the whole point of this. Um, Damien, thank you for the lip balm. I can't get without having some sort of physical. Can't wear without it's having some kind have. of physical. Is it lip balm? Oh my God, it says it's moisturizing fragrance bomb. I don't know what that means, but. I think it's for your hands. Whatever. There's a slice of You're not photo of a sli- I'm not going to use it, but I'm going to put Listener, it. Listener, she's going to send it as a prize. I am not giving this to anybody. I'm the greediest person ever. Guys, did you like the show? Um, rate, review it on <laughs> iTunes. Tell us your thoughts and feels. Enjoy the little social media image that's going to go up on Insta announcing this app. Damien, die for you. Can't wait to have you back. This is the longest episode I think we've ever done. Louis Python and I yelling at each other about Bethany and Carol was like an hour 30 something. It was epic. But well, we're- happy new year. <laughs> We're right up against there. Happy holidays, you guys. Um, tell us your thoughts and feels. Um, thankful to all of you, although the 100% award goes to Damien, so you can find him for it online. And um, can't wait to keep you with you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.